the yearbook sportscast. Oh, I forgot how the guy said to introduce myself. This guy a week ago was, just said Doug, he, but he said it in a way where we were like, wow, that's genius. We got to use that. Now it's a week later. We forgot. For your express on-the-go lifestyle podcast, this is for you. I think I captured the essence of it. it says in the yearbook at Hotmail.com to complain or just to contact us. No one's that interested in your ancestry. We're looking at you, ads, on late night TV, where you get an ancestry kit for your birthday, and everybody's all excited. Somebody's like, this is the best birthday present ever. Actually, no, I think the person giving it says it's the best birthday present ever. We don't ever see the actual reaction when somebody unwraps uh, an ancestry genealogy kit. Who knew hot sauce was so central to football and probably central to sports as a whole. We spent way too much time this year talking about how one sign of trouble for the Alliance of American Football, the AAF. How far away does that seem now that that happened? But one sign of trouble for the AAF before it went under is one unidentified team asked its players to stop taking the expensive bottles of Cholula hot sauce from the dining area. Cholula, the hot sauce that killed the AAF. Now the L.A. Chargers' Isaac Rochelle made sure to take pictures of hot sauce and other sauces at the Chargers' training camp. Sports Illustrated's website actually gave a handful of players at different football training camps disposable cameras, non-digital, and they could take pictures of whatever they wanted to to show what camp is really like. And Rochelle, who's an amateur photographer anyway, I think he has an Instagram page for his photos, he took pictures of, among other things, sauce. And talked about how important sauces are at camp. Again, all credit to SI.com. We didn't report any of this. For example, you might realize that at training camp, players are given, and they are given, they're given the same food day after day after day. Every day they eat the same thing. For example, Rochelle said that they have pasta bars. So it's pasta day after day. So if you're like us and you can eat the same lunch and dinner for 300 consecutive days, that's true, You will thrive at an NFL training camp. If not, you're going to go crazy. And Rochelle didn't say it in so many words, but he said basically to keep himself sane, the pasta bar, for example, you got to change it up. And the only way to change it up when they're given the same thing day after day after day is sauces. So he says sauces, hot sauce, and the rest of them are vital to keeping your sanity at training camp. And again, all credit for that goes to uh, SI.com. So 2019, definitely a year. Hot sauce. Finally got some credit. Tennessee Titans offensive coordinator Arthur Smith is not in the world's greatest position. Actually, the position NFL offensive coordinator is fine. The timing isn't great. Inside the building, as they say, the Titans may not be close to giving up on quarterback Marcus Mariota. He is featured prominently on the cover of this year's Titans yearbook, after all. But the rest of the world seems about ready to give up on Mariota. Last year's coordinator, Matt LaFleur, wasn't able to turn Mariota or the Tennessee offense around, and he parlayed that into the Packers' head coaching job. Are the Packers crazy? Are the Titans that bad? That's a different podcast. So the Titans' offense isn't great. A A respected offensive mind, check that, couldn't make them great. The team wants to be great and is losing patience as far as they want to get back into the playoffs. And into this walks Arthur Smith heiress to the FedEx fortune. 
Smith is uh, one of FedEx founder Fred Smith's uh, children. So while his brother Richard gets used to his new job as FedEx's regional president in the U.S. and per the commercial appeal, the Memphis newspaper worries about trade disputes in the global economy, Arthur gets used to his new job as a first-year and first-time coordinator. This is the biggest job he's held in football so far. It's really not fair at all to mention the FedEx thing, honestly. I don't know if Arthur Smith distances himself from that connection or not. It's not mentioned in his official bio. But no matter if you think his famous father has helped or not, Arthur Smith has most definitely worked his way all the way up the Titans chain. He began coaching 13 years ago and spent six seasons as the lowest level assistant coach at North Carolina and the Redskins, uh, Ole Miss, Mississippi, and the Titans. He was promoted to the offensive line slash tight ends assistant with the Titans finally in 2013, was just the tight ends assistant in 2014 and 15, then was the guy in charge of the tight ends the last three seasons and now offensive coordinator. If you're curious, coordinators have become a big deal. It's actually been going on for a long time, but coordinators have become a very big deal because everybody wants to think that their guy or their woman sees things that the others don't see, and they're going to revolutionize the game. They all want to believe that their guy's a genius by putting in any sport, but in this case, by putting the mid, uh, the middle linebacker in the secondary or something like that. Everybody wants to think their coordinator's a genius and knows what everybody else doesn't, so it's become a very big deal to hire the hot new coordinator. So now Arthur Smith is the offensive coordinator of the Titans, and if you do the math, which if you follow the Titans – You've probably done already. Arthur Smith has been with Tennessee through four different head coaching regimes, and he's been retained by all of them. So it's not really fair at all to point out his relatives when Arthur Smith has spent his entire post-college life coaching his way to the top in anonymity. But now he's thrown into a situation where others have failed and the team is close to the playoffs, but may be ready to look for another quarterback after this year. In other words... Arthur Smith may only get one season to make this work. Graham Harrell, May 22 birthday, is in a similar situation in college at USC. Unlike the Titans' second-year head coach, Mike Vrabel, USC's head coach, is very much in danger of losing his job, and Harrell has been brought on board, presumably, to make USC's offense better right now. If he doesn't, the head coach and Harrell are both likely to lose their jobs this year, and there's only four months left in this year. The difference between Harrell and Smith is Harrell, May 22 birthday, has been an offensive coordinator before and is regarded as one of the next big things in football coaching, so another high-level job seems likely. If Arthur Smith, kind of an unknown commodity, fails... Who knows? Although the similarity between Harrell and Smith is both could succeed while their teams ultimately fail, and then both could parlay that into a big payday somewhere else. Pitt's new Panther logo, the University of Pittsburgh, their new Panther logo really does look like a cross between Georgia State's and Florida International's logos. I love it that Pitt went back to using the old helmet with a script on it and the old real yellow and the old real blue this year. And looking at the real yellow and real blue new Panther logo, we thought, that's pretty cool, the end. But then we saw a tweet with Georgia State's, for the last time, don't call them Georgia Southern, Georgia State's Panther, Pitt's new Panther, and Florida International's Panther side by side by side. And it really does look like the best example ever it really does look like Georgia State and FIU had a baby, and it was the new Pitt Panther. 
you don't even need, really, Georgia State as the father or mother. The new Pitt Panther is almost a direct ripoff of FIU's, which has been around now for years. And so far, it doesn't look like Pitt and FIU are playing each other anytime in the next decade, so they can't settle it on the field. Incidentally, in the grand tradition of disrespecting the Baltimore Orioles and no one else, Google headquarters is also apparently unaware Pitt has a new old logo because Google is still using the old, old Pitt logo, just like Google is still not using the Orioles' new old logo. You might remember this, starting in the mid-90s related, you may remember there was a big push from Pitt's then athletic director to call the school by its full name. He was going to, you were no longer able to call it Pitt. It was now Pittsburgh. They put Pittsburgh on the uniforms. It was written out on the uniforms. The logo was changed. A lot of money was spent. And for the love of God, whatever you do, don't call it Pitt for Pete's sake. You can't spell Pittsburgh without the Spurg. And don't you ever forget it. So you could guess at the time on the radio, because we understood, but we thought this was funny. We went on and on and on about this, just like we just did. And then an acquaintance at the time visited Pittsburgh, the city, with his family. And they're at a restaurant, and he asked the waitress at one of the restaurants where she goes to school. And she said, Pitt. And the acquaintance then went into the whole thing about how it's not Pitt anymore. It's Pittsburgh for the love of God. And the waitress said, no, it's still Pitt. So he comes back. I explained to him that this came from the athletic department and it was an effort to de-emphasize Pitt and call the school by its full name for sports. But I don't think the acquaintance found this incident funny and things were never the same. Oh my God, college football's back. No, no, no. Don't call it Pitt. <laughs>